I think that's why King David, you know, wrote so many psalms and sang so much because it was a way for him to navigate, I think, some of the things that were going on in his life that he couldn't just confront, but he did it through music, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think it's, I think that's powerful. When we go through heartache and crisis, God has many different ways to reach us. He may use loving relationships, the beauty of nature, or even our work. Whatever that unique space is, He can use it to show us His goodness and glory in the darkest places of our lives. Music is how He reached our guest this week, longtime Christian musician Matthew Ward, after he tragically lost two of the closest people in his life. If you would like prayer for grief or any other issue on your heart, World Challenge now has a prayer line. Call 833-WC-PRAISE, that's 833-WC-P-R-A-Y-S, or visit pray.worldchallenge.org, and someone will be honored to pray with you. Before we begin, we want to let you know that your support makes a difference. We would not be able to create podcasts like this without generous listeners like you. Thank you for making this and other World Challenge resources possible. Now here's our host, Gary Wilkerson. Hey, it's good to be with you here. My name is Gary Wilkerson, and this is Gary Wilkerson Podcast. I'm here with Matt and Deanne Ward. Uh, thank you guys for coming in and spending some time with us today. You betcha. Uh, let me tell our friends that are listening a little bit about you guys. Uh, Matt and Deanne uh, have been involved in ministry and in missions for many, many years. We met each other when we were teenagers, really, oh, in, yeah. in a little town called Lindale, Texas, where there's a whole bunch of ministries going on. My father, David Wilkerson, was there. You guys, second chapter of Acts, had, a, had your own headquarters, ministry headquarters there, Keith Green, Leonard Ravenhill, Youth of the Mission, another the group Copy called Force. Copy Force. You remember Copy Force? Dallas Holman Praise. Dallas Holman Praise. Yeah. Uh, but Matt, you were the voice of the of the of the age uh, of the ages. Uh, incredible, incredible musician and singer. And Deanne, you come from a. Some people know uh, Matt, and, and maybe not as familiar, but you come from a ministry family as well. Weren't your family involved in missions? They and, uh, they served our community for years. I yeah. learned a lot about serving, which is why I went into ministry. Yeah. By watching my parents, my dad would uh, go down to the inner city wow. and play basketball and take donuts and take milk and then do Bible study and just kind of hung out. And yeah. yeah. Fourth generation charismaniac. Pictures Fourth of generation. my wow. have pictures of my great grandparents, <laughs> black and whites, hands in yeah, the air. In the fifties. Wow. Yeah. They're all just in a Bible room. study in their you Bible study in their house. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Same great. as you, Assembly of God. Yeah. You know. Okay. Right. Summer camp. You grew up in the church. Awanas. Yeah. Christian schools. Wow. Yeah, we have a lot in common. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so go, let's go back then. Okay, tell us a little bit about your upbringing. You, oh, you, sure. You come from a, several generations of, of charismatic Christians. Your family, uh, not, not so, so much. much. Not so no. much. We were yeah. charismatic, all right, but we weren't yeah. necessarily yeah. Christian. Christian. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. No. Um, my um, my dad's side of the family very Norwegian. You know, don't yeah. you know? He he said, you know, squeen door. And <laughs> thousands of years. I mean, he had it bad. So um, his side of the family, they were not like, they didn't go to church. Okay. My mom, she was Irish, German. Hmm. Uh, she was Catholic, Catholic yeah. and uh, very devout. And, of course, you know, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So uh -huh. she, he went to church because uh -huh. it was the thing to do. But, yeah, my dad, uh, went, we went to church. They, yeah, no, we were not Christian our background was okay. not. Um, big family too, right? I'm the youngest of nine kids, yeah. five yeah. boys, four girls. Baby of nine. Baby of nine. Explains and a lot. It does, <laughs> yeah. it does explain a lot. And the yeah. oldest 
Uh, how many years older is your oldest uh, sibling? She turned 80 this year. Okay. Yeah. So 20, 20, years. 20 years older. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's that's a significant chunk. Yeah, so just having already, kids. Some of them were already gone when you, by the time you were born, some of the kids were already Oh, we're already married. Not, not married. gone like rest in peace, no. but <laughs> gone like holy matrimony. <laughs> right. Yeah. So my, my, um, my mom was pregnant with me at my oldest sister's wedding. Wow. Yeah. And she yeah. said, you tell anybody, I'll kill you. You know, she was wow. not too excited about that. But yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. There's new meaning to a shotgun wedding. It's like instead of the bride being pregnant, the yeah. the mother is. The mother. Grandmother. Yeah. Wow. All right. So uh, just take a minute to describe what kind that of what, was like. What, yeah. Your, your well, childhood. you know, uh, from the time I could remember, my mom was sick. She mm. was misdiagnosed. They thought she had epilepsy, but actually it was a brain tumor. Wow. So she was sick from the, from the time I literally could remember. Uh, she passed away when I was 10. Okay. And then uh, my dad died two years later when I was 12. Mm. And there were still four of us kids living at home, uh, me and my sister Nellie, who's right above me, and then the two kids right above her, uh, Tony and Jack. And um, Tony and Jack stayed in Sacramento, which is where I was living and where I was being raised until right. my parents passed away. And then Nellie and I went to live in uh, Los Angeles with Buck and Annie. And that's where the group, the second chapter of Acts, started, Sorry. was really through just tragedy. And, mm. and Nellie and I pulling up a piano, you know, chairs around the, around the piano. Annie taught herself to play. Buck bought her this piece of junk upright piano. Oh, wow. And uh, she taught herself how to play. We come home from school, and we just listened to her like, I got a new song. And I'm like, okay, you got a new song. What is that? <laughs> you know, I didn't even know what that meant. But we just sat down. And, mm. So we just started to sing with her. Just around. It was kind of a time of healing for us after our parents okay. passing. Yeah. And um, you know, I didn't realize that until looking back years later what that was all about. You know, but I think that's what God was up to. He was, yeah. he was mending us in a in kind of a odd way, but powerful way. Music is quite healing, isn't it's, it? Yeah. It's it can be. Yeah. It's almost daunting in its ability to, yeah. you know, kind of sustain and create and patch and heal. You know, I don't want to get too far off your story, but I do. I do want to ask you to speak to that issue a little bit. Like, do you? Do you have any, in your history in music, do you have any whys to why music is healing as opposed to maybe the written word or the spoken word, like a sermon? Do you have any idea why music seems to touch people in, in, in wounded well, areas I mean, and I healing think, than other? I think it's one of the first things God, God used mm. in creation. If you look back, you know, mm. even at... Uh, our, our arch enemy, you know, right. who was the, the, yeah. the choir director, if you will. Right. Uh, music has always had a place. You know, the Lord would send out the musicians before the warriors, mm. before battle. Well, why did he do that? Yeah. Who knows? But I bet, <laughs> but, but he has Something some good reason because yeah. it would mess him up. Like, well, that guy's playing a harp. I, <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> don't blame him. I'd get out of there too. Something's <laughs> playing a harp. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Music's yeah. just got, uh, and you can look at it historically. Uh, I think it has a way, I think it processes in a different place in your brain than yeah. the spoken word does. Yeah. It kind um, of does a, I've heard it does kind of end around, like, so if, if, if you're hurting and I speak to you directly, like, uh, don't get hurt, don't, you know, yeah, you don't should do be this. okay. That's one thing, but it's like there's, you can put your defenses up where music sort of gets into parts of our brain and our, mm -hmm. our mind and our soul that, that the, the, the written or the spoken word doesn't do. So it, it, I think it can, yeah. I think it has a way of, uh, I think that's why King David, you know, wrote so many psalms and sang mm -hmm. so much because it was a way for him to navigate, I think, some of the things that were going mm -hmm. on in his life that he couldn't just confront. Yeah. 
yeah. but he did it through music, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think it's I think that's powerful. Yeah. And that would be sort of going back to your story. Then that became healing. Yeah. For you, just you and your sister singing. Yeah, and like I said, I had no idea at the time that that's really what that was. But looking yeah. back, that's that's okay. what I would equate it to, is that the Lord was kind of patching up our hearts in some ways yeah. and uh, and binding us together in a way that I don't think could have happened any other way than yeah. through music. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it has a way of getting in your heart and, yeah. and changing changing things in your spirit a little bit. And did that uh, suffering that type of... Because, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you on about ministry and mission and marriage and all, all these great things that you guys have experienced but part of the story i wanted to have you guys tell a little bit is that you know you've been through so much hardship you know your 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 many many years of ministry and marriage and impact around the world and we can talk about that later too yeah. um it's not been all easy and so for, so for you it started uh, you know at, at, you at know, 10 at 10 yeah and then well know, really before know, that watching my mom being sick get and stuff sick like and that, sicker yeah. and sicker and watching her die so yeah. really it started from like i could remember so pain and looking back now how did that affect you what like what what kind of person did you, did, did you become because of that loss i think it affected me some ways you know real negatively because i th i think it just it threw up big 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 defenses mm -hmm. uh you know, I'm not going to get hurt that way again, period. Right. So I have to put these walls up and hold people at arm's length. And I think that's why I developed a sense of humor. I think that was part of my defense mechanism. Right. And uh, just to hold people off, uh, that's just, I don't know, that, yeah. that, was, that was the thing for me was just deflection was one of the main things that I think that was not good that I got from it was right. to deflect pain instead of learning how to not necessarily embrace it, but recognize mm. it and let it do what it needed to do. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was, it was incredibly huge. And I think from the time my mom died to the time my dad died, those two years, I was, I was a zoo animal. I mean, I just, I just, I was off the charts. I would disappear in the summer. People wouldn't know where I was. I'd right. spend days down at the American River just camping and hanging out with friends. And mm. My dad would be like, where have you been? Oh, you're okay. Here's a hot dog. You know, <laughs> I mean, he, you know, he was a hard worker. He didn't have time to worry about me, man. Yeah, you know, he, you know, he had bills to pay. And, stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and he was suffering. Oh, he yeah. was suffering terribly, yeah. yeah. And then um, and he died two years later. You know, he, he died uh, of leukemia, got him. Wow. So, so he, so you saw him go through. I saw him as go well. through even more physical. It was harder for him physically than the stuff I saw my mom go through, yeah. because that that affected her balance and her ability to do this, that, and the other. My dad, I mean, it just totally jacked him up. I mean, yeah. he'd come home from the hospital with, you know, all they could do was infusions. They didn't have treatments back then, yeah. and so his legs, he looked like he had elephantitis. You know, his mm. legs would just be all totally swollen and. You know, I, I remember the day that the the day he literally died. Uh, he was sitting on the edge of, the, of his bed, and he he needed help getting his shoes on. I remember helping him get his, and his lungs were filling up with blood. He couldn't breathe. He was like, <laughs> like that, and that was the last time I saw him. You know, uh, put it helped put, put his shoes on. on uh, and he died that day. Yep, his uh, one of my brothers or somebody took him to the hospital, uh, and he worked up until just about the day he died. The doctor's uh, like, you should not even be conscious. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was a brute. I wish yeah. I had yeah. half of his work ethic, man. Yeah. Yeah, you do. do. I, no, I no, guess I do. And I <laughs> our wife's two people who know you quite well. we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll shout it out. Yeah, we do. You do. Yeah, you're, you're a hard-working so, man. But yeah. Uh, so, and when you're ten to twelve, do you know how to 
I mean, you don't know how to process it, so your your grieving was to run away a bit, or to my be, my grieving uh, process was to internalize and at the same time to uh, not just I, I would internalize the things I didn't understand like I never got to the place where it's like I hate you God you know like I, I never sure. felt like God did this at, to me at that time did your family uh, have a, any kind of a different relationship with God in the sense of still you know, not up yet. to this point you're still going to kind of, kind of yeah. mass not so yet. you're you're filtering it not through the lens of somebody who's like I'm really close to Jesus and I can right. pray about this it's more like what the heck's going on? I don't yeah, know. Oh, exactly. I didn't yeah. know what in the world was going on. So, yeah. so yeah, so I couldn't really, as a kid, you know, I didn't have the tools to embrace that kind of pain. But there wasn't anybody around that I could pour into to get those things out of my own heart. Right. I couldn't offload it. Yeah. So I was walking around with these bricks inside of me that I didn't know what to do. So I just would throw them at people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. that's, yeah. yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. But, but, yeah, so I just, I just... In some ways, it was incredibly detrimental, and in some ways, it helped me grow up a bit, even though it was kind of all sort of warped my perspective on some things. The way I looked at the Father Heart of God was completely twisted up. Mm, you know, uh, I didn't see him as, I saw him as someone who loved me absolutely conditionally. Mm. I had to meet all these requirements. Yeah. I had to be so righteous or so good. I didn't know what righteous was when I was a kid. Mm. Not a bad kid. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think God would hear me. I mean, he didn't hear my parents. Why yeah. would he hear me? I'm just a kid. Yeah. Wow. And uh, so I walked through a lot of that, a lot of those, a lot of that hurt. And I didn't really know how to process this. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine a kid losing both parents and then having a little bit of a knowledge of God through some, you know, Catholic mass uh, and then trying to talk to him some way, you know, like, do you, do you love me? Do you care about me? That had to be. And so you had... Uh, then, then how did you actually come into a relationship with God? Well, you know, even even though I say I wasn't, I was raised in a in a, in a church that I didn't understand the lingo. Uh, I I always had this deep appreciation for w- what I sensed as was the Lord, in, even in those services that I didn't understand. Okay, yeah. right. And I hear these hymns, and I ended up having a deep love for music because of the hymns I first heard yeah, in church. Cool. Even though I didn't know what, I didn't know what a mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark, <laughs> really? Okay, hmm, a cow that goes, <laughs> bull, yeah, nine to five, a cow, bulwarks, a bulwark. Yeah. Uh, I had no, no idea, but I remember right before my mom died, I, my dad got mad at me because I drew on a wall that he painted inside our garage that he made into bedrooms. We needed to make the most out of our 900 yeah. square feet. Wow. Anyway, so but I remember I remember painting this scene, and in my mind, from what I remember, it was like an altar, like inside of a church, mm-hmm. and it was very elaborate. I'm sure it was. I was probably eight years old. It was probably a couple of years before my mom died. She thought it was stunning. She thought it was beautiful, yeah. and I felt the presence of God when I drew this thing. Nice. I'd like to see it now. I'd probably be like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> wow, well, looks like a sonic, you know, sonic. <laughs> but. Um, and my dad was just totally torqued, you know. Yeah. Can't believe you draw on the wall. Wah, 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 wah. He just painted yeah. over it, you know. Yeah. I was like, my, my masterpiece. <laughs> and he went. Mm. But so but the reason I say that is because that was my first kind of inkling of seeing God as someone that was real and not just not just some somebody I heard about in catechism mm-hmm. or in you know in classes, but 
some, somebody that was real. That I felt his presence. That was early on. And then I just didn't sense him at all for a long time. Mm-hmm. So after my, after my dad died, we moved, Nelly and I moved to L.A. with uh, my sister Annie and her husband Buck. Yeah. And, you know, we started doing music together with no, I, no ambitions, no mm-hmm. ideas, no preconceived like oh we're going to start a group and then we'll sing and we'll become famous <laughs> it's like tell oh, man I mean, and it was really funny because we're all a bunch of introverts mm. most of my family not all of them but most of them are i'm a severe introvert i've just learned how to channel that yeah. because i've been in front of people since i was 13 years old yeah. i've had to do it it's right. been part of my makeup i can pull it off i don't care i don't care for it but yeah. i can do it I'm not a schmoozer, man. It is, you yeah. know. I'm not yeah. like, whatever. I'll go to a party. I'll hang out with the three guys I know. Yeah. And there's 40 people there all like, so what do your kids do? <coughs> and I'm just like, whatever, man. I'll yeah. hang out with them. So that's kind of more me. But yeah. but I, I've, I've, I really watched for a while when we first moved into L.A. Uh, and Nelly and I just kind of like were watching Buck and Annie and watching. And we started going to this Assemblies of God Church first mm-hmm. first. Uh, uh, First AG of, of North Hollywood. Okay. Right. Pastor Sanders was the pastor then yeah. back in the day. And uh, I didn't understand because I was always taught if you if you leave the Catholic Church, you're going to burn in hell. Mm. It's the church. Right. You can't, right? So I was like, hmm, do I want to burn in hell or, you know, hell, church, hell? <laughs> you know, they were pretty much on an even keel for me. But anyway, so I just started watching these people at this church. I wanted to see, okay, well, what makes them different? Mm. What are they... What are they laying claim to that is different than right. what I have already? Yeah. And so I watched, watched, watched for a couple of months. And I started seeing people that just seemed to have a real spirit of joy in them that it, it didn't seem to match up with their outward circumstances. How can you be at such peace when things around you aren't, wouldn't qualify those feelings? Mm. Right. So, so I thought, well, you know, maybe there's something to this. And so I accepted the Lord into my heart, you know, said the magic words and, you know, re- repented and d- did all this stuff that we do. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the Lord really showed up and forgave me yeah. of, of sin yeah. that I could, I, that I felt a weight come off of me. And I really believe that that was the more moment that, you know, as we, as we refer to it as being born again, mm-hmm. I felt like my spirit was renewed. Everything in me had changed in an instant. Yeah. And of course, there's things you walk through. There's emotional, mental things that you still process. It doesn't mean you have a new brain, but it is renewed eventually, right? Um, but my spirit was clean. I came to life in him. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah. you coming in today. Absolutely. Good talking with you. Thanks Love you guys. Happiness. See you. Talk to you later. Life can be incredibly painful at times, but God is always near to his children, and he wants to show us how he will heal and transform our grief into something glorious. As we grapple with pain, we must always know that we can go to God and He will never turn us away. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners with biblical encouragement and thoughtful commentary. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting. This Gary Wilkerson podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, sound design for this episode by Mike Hallsmith. This episode was written by Rachel Schmitz. Our producer is Chris Wickington with video production by Aaron Gale. We hope you tune in next week to the Gary Wilkerson podcast to receive more encouragement. Until then, do all you can to live a better life and make a better world through Jesus Christ.